we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for November 14th, 2010. And this next and last part is going to be just devoted to the TSA. We'll probably get through this in one more part, uh, possibly. I don't know. I have about 13 more pages to cover on this. But um, this is some truly horrific information that needs to be brought to the light of day. And and it is ever-increasingly, but it is... um, I felt very compelled that this information needs to get out there. And uh, it's just horrific what's going on. And really confirming everything that I have felt about these these, uh, naked body scanners to begin with. And then now the alternatives with these pat-downs. The first article is entitled, TSA Gives Rapists and Illegals the Green Light While Groping Children. It's from November 10th. And it starts out with saying, while the TSA hires rapists to grope and fondle little girls, women, and physically disabled in the name of security. It gives the green light to illegal aliens to fly planes and work at U.S. airports. Yeah, that was a real whopper of a first statement, I'd say. Well, this article is going to go and verify that whole thing. Emphasizing once again that the invasive pat-down procedures have nothing to do with terrorism and everything to do with treating the American people with less respect than barnyard animals. In fact, barnyard animals are probably treated with more respect. As USA report Today reported today, despite TSA's outright lie that the new measures do not constitute groping or even squeezing, the searches require screeners to touch passengers' breasts and genitals. And just to make you more uh, comfortable with the idea of perverts touching, uncomfortable, I should say, the idea of perverts touching your wife or daughter, it now emerges that TSA's background check for their own employees is somewhat less stringent than the harassment travelers are faced with every time they go through airport security. And again, a lot of this is, there's a lot of sarcasm woven into this. Um, But they make a great point. We're going to look at the TSA's background checks uh, and and how they're unbelievably less stringent than the actual harassment that people are are having to put up with uh, going to the airport anymore. I mean, what a horrific thing. As AirSafe News reports, and there's there's links to almost everything that I'm saying. There's a little link you can click on, and it will be connected with the PDF on contendingfortruth.com for the 10-14-10 teaching. <clears throat> uh, as AirSafe News reports, quote, the current system of background checks may have allowed those convicted of rape and other sexually-based offenses to join TSA. Indeed, back in March, it emerged that TSA worker Sean Shanahan, who was employed at Boston Logan International Airport to pat down passengers, had been charged <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> with a multitude of child sex crimes targeting an underage girl. And they're, you know, it's, it's a well-known case. Given the fact that TSA's new policy allows workers to fondle breasts and genitals, expect a flood of sex perverts and rapists to eagerly sign up. So this is something else to contemplate if you're going to an airport. Uh, <clears throat> who in their right mind would even want that job? I mean, I would be so, I mean, I wouldn't do it, number one, but the thought of doing that to people over and over and over whether whether you're looking at their naked body on the scanner or whether you're actually the one in charge of fondling and groping these people, who in their right mind would want to do that? 
I'm not condemning every single person at, at TSA that they're all sex perverts, but I'm just saying, who would want... I mean, wouldn't that make you feel extremely, unbelievably uncomfortable? And the fact that somebody would actually want to do that is very, to me, unbelievably suspicious. That in and of itself. You have to look at it in those terms. But it gets worse. Not only is TSA employing pedophiles to grope your kids, the agency is giving the green light to illegal aliens to work in airport cargo security and also to fly planes. I mean, this just gets more unbelievable by the day. The same background check that allows rapists to slip through the net also enabled illegal immigrants from Central America and Mexico to work in security at Stewart International Airport, a 2,400-acre facility located about 60 miles north of New York City, noting that the fiasco was, quote, par for the course for TSA. I mean, this this, this organization is pure, satanically evil. Evil. This is an organization that we should actually be praying against. It, this, the evil that is emanating and operating through. The devils and demons and fallen angels that are working through TSA. Or any wicked faction of our government or world government. <clears throat> because we battle not against flesh and blood, but against princes and principalities and rulers of wick. You know, these things. So we, we need to keep our eyes fixed on that. So... understand they're just pure evil. And more and more of these federal government organizations, whether it be Homeland Security, uh, FEMA, TSA, whatever you're dealing with, these are, you have to understand, these are arenas where devils and demons are freely operating through and taking away more and more incrementally the rights of U.S. citizens. And then, you know, other countries have their own organizations that do very, very similar things. They just might be under different a different alphabet, in other words, a different alphabetical name there. <clears throat> Judicial Watch reported that, quote, illegal aliens all had security badges approved by Transportation Security Administration, or TSA. The agency created after the 2001 terrorist attacks mainly protect to protect airlines. Yeah, that was, you know, so 9-11 was what ended up happening here. And 9-11 gave us the Patriot Act and a lot of these other very, very evil, draconian organizations that have done nothing but strip our rights furthermore and incrementally. And that's why, you know, and again, uh, we've done, we talked a lot about 9-11 in times past. And um, uh, regarding that whole subject, if, if you really want to know the truth, just go up to the internet, to YouTube, and key in loose change loose change 9-11 to get the real story. And that's just one of the very, very... There's probably a hundred different documentaries now or different sources that you could go to to verify that we did not get uh, the truth about 9-11, even remotely the truth. Okay, so... uh, They create a crisis... And I've even got a whole section on the presentation I did on the avion flu, where I, I flat out prove that they telegraphed 9-11, that they were going to take out the Twin Towers, I mean, years and years before it ever happened, with pinpoint precision, pictures that they produced. And um, it's a whole section. If you want to see that, just go up to the uh, internet, key in you, or on YouTube, and key in Scott Johnson and avion. And uh, 
I have a whole section on does the Illuminati telegraph their punches. And you could see that, and I mean, it, it's irrefutable. I mean, it's not my information. All I did is compile it. But it's so overwhelming, just that one section alone. And so, anyway, <clears throat> TSA was fruit of this contrived 9-11 terrorist attack. And, t- and, and so, when you have something evil that's done, it will produce evil fruit. And this is what we've seen with all the draconian legislation and organizations that have been formed since 9-11, all by design. The TSA's national, national background check failed to detect the fake social security numbers and other bogus documents provided by illegal immigrants to obtain clearance. Yeah, they, they just they, they couldn't pick up on it. Just like a cop can't really ask an illegal alien about his citizenship status and these types of things. and They've got way more rights than the average citizen. Uh, American citizen that's here legally. And again, we reported extensively on that as well. But, you know, TSA, they just couldn't, they, they couldn't get their background checks right, and they couldn't determine that these uh, were fake social security numbers, and um, they allowed them to obtain clearance. <clears throat> just this week, Judicial Watch, and these they're, this is all linked, so I, I, I can't, you know, you can click on the links if you want to explore any of these stories further. But I just want to let you know the, the information is there. Just this week, Judicial Watch also reported on how TSA approved flight training for illegal aliens. <clears throat> this is a quote from that. At a flight school in Stow, a rural community about 25 miles west of Boston. It's either Stowe or Stow, anyway. More than 30 illegal aliens were cleared by TSA to train as pilots. I mean, this is unbelievable. Pilots? Everything surrounding TSA is just rotten. Rotten. And we should be praying against this wickedness. Not that that they'd be damned and go to hell. Okay? But that the fear of God be upon these... Anyone having anything to do with TSA. That if it be possible... Because God knows the beginning from the end. He knows who's going to get saved and who's not. Okay? That if if it be possible that their souls be saved, but that they're not able to perpetuate and continue and thrive in this wickedness, that they are so blatantly and flagrantly getting away with. I mean, God's sure not being glorified through any of this. And this is why I did that whole teaching on Psalm 64 and imprecatory prayers. Now, also, on my website at continuefortruth.com, not only is there another website now that you can go up and, and get all the teachings, but on my website, the previous teachings, you can go up there and there. if you go to continuefortruth.com, look in the right-hand corner, it says Downloads. And there's about 383 of my teachings there in that section. They're older teachings there's not a PDF connected with them, but you can hear the audio, and you can go down there and search for imprecatory prayers, and we talk about Psalm 64. The Bible says, but God, meaning the wicked, meaning the wicked that are unredeemable, I believe, because God knows the beginning from the end. The Bible says that the wicked go astray from the womb. They speak lies as soon as they be born. There's some people that are born that way. And I don't understand that, and you could say, oh, that's not true. Well, the Bible would contradict you. 
The Bible totally contradicts you. The Bible also refers to them in Hebrews as vessels of wrath, fitted for God's destruction, prepared beforehand or aforehand, meaning they were prepared for it. The, God, the, the Bible says God's created everything, even the wicked, for the day of evil. I don't quite understand all that, okay? But I'm not God. So I'm not going to sit here and get mad at God about how he, you know, this and that. But the Bible's very clear on it. And there's a lot of wickedness. And the Bible says evil men and seducers shall wax, meaning grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived, regarding the days and the times we're moving into. It's going to be a day, and, and Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, and as it was in the days of Lot. So shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. The two most wicked times in biblical history that we could cite would probably be the days of, of Lot, Sodom, and Gomorrah. Okay, or that or that particular uh, time in, in area, geographic area, the days of Lot, Sodom, and Gomorrah. And then also the days of Noah, when, when you know, the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, they took them wives, all that they chose, and in those days were giants, or the Nephilim, Nephilim the fallen ones, <clears throat> and they defiled the whole earth. And, and man's mind was only thinking of evil continually. And it, the Bible says that God, it repented God that even made, the, made, made man. God had second thoughts. Should I have even done this? Should I have even made man? So how wicked it was. It was so wicked, God had to wipe out the whole world, save eight people on the ark, and all the animals to boot. Because I believe even the animals had been defiled at that point by these giants. Because why else would he have to wipe them out? Anyway, that's what Jesus predicted the world was going to be like at, at prior to his coming, his second coming. Well, we're here. So this none of this should really surprise us. But the Bible says in Psalm 64, But God shall shoot at them with an arrow, meaning this wicked. Suddenly shall they be wounded, so they shall make their own tongues to fall upon themselves. All that see them shall flee away, and all men shall fear and shall declare the work of God, for they shall wisely consider of his doing. The righteous shall be glad in the Lord and trust in him, and all the upright in heart shall glory. That's an exact quote from the latter part of Psalm 64. The first part is asking for God's protection against these wicked workers of iniquity. Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked, from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity is how it starts out. So, it's not unbiblical to pray that. But I think you have to pray it in such a way where it's not like, you know, you want to see all these people go to hell. Those that can be saved, I pray to God you would save their souls, Lord. Okay, for it you will that not one would perish, but that all would come to repentance. But you also have to compare that with, you know, the wicked go astray from the womb. They speak lies as soon as they be born. They're vessels of wrath fitted for God's destruction. And then you, you can look at the wheat and the tares parable in the Bible that Jesus gives. So there's a balance there. And you can hear that teaching I did on the precatory prayer of Psalm 64. It'll change your life. Uh, it, most people that listen to it, it does do that. I remember when I first heard it, um, it really had a huge effect on me. <clears throat> but this is wickedness that is is just... Um, hard to even comprehend. Even though we know it's going to be this way, it's still hard to comprehend. So, let's go further. <clears throat> so, these illegal aliens um, got flight clearance. They were cleared by TSA to train as pilots. This week, three of them said they came to the U.S. from Brazil legally, but their visas expired, just like several... Um, 
Okay, let's go further. Each man provided official TSA documents approving pilot lessons through the agency's alien flight student program. Well, I mean, it's like they know they're legal aliens. I'm sure they, obviously they do. And it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Um, The Brazilians assure the agency has never asked them about their immigration status. I mean... uh, the TSA's claim that it is that it is sexually molesting Americans in the name of security is proven completely fraudulent, given the fact that the agency concurrently opens the doors for illegal aliens to access sensitive areas of airports while training them to f- how to fly airliners. I'm not sure exactly why they were wording that the way they just worded that last sentence. I try to go through and, and, and edit all this, but sometimes stuff gets by me here. The TSA's claim they're sexually molesting Americans in the name of security is completely... Okay. So I, I kind of understand the point they're trying to make. Um, essentially what's happening here is with these pat-downs, they are squeezing and groping people in every area of their body. Okay? Every, not Nothing, no area of the body's off limits. Okay? If you went to a public place and you try to do that to a woman and you're a man, you're going to get thrown in jail. If you do it to a child, you're going to get thrown in prison for a long time probably. You're going to be convicted as a sex predator, a pedophile, and you're going to be thrown in jail. These people are doing it all day long and getting away with it. So you got your choice. Do I want to get my naked body scanned with the terahertz radiation that's ripping my DNA apart and they can see full frontal and full posterior nudity of me and then they store my image in a database and, and th- this garbage about them not storing the limit, uh, the, that is garbage. And we've proven that. They've, they, they found that um, that Orlando courthouse had like all those thousands and thousands of images just, just from one month that they had stored. They're doing the same thing here. They're putting your image into a database, and they're going. They're also. I, I've I've heard that um, they can also uh, get other biometrics from these pictures. There's other biometric identifiers that they can actually store in databases from these pictures. So not only are they killing you with ionizing radiation, we're going to get into that, and they're and they're getting a naked um, uh, image of you. And they're storing your telemetry, and they've got child pornography and pornography on there. Or you could opt out of that and then have your genitals groped. And if you have your children there, they could have their genitals groped, which is tantamount to sexual molestation. But it's all it's all okay, and you're paying for this. You're paying on a plane ticket to be violated in every way, shape, and form. The Bible says, be ye angry and sin not. There is an attribute of God called righteous indignation. My voice is so hoarse because I was praying very adamantly regarding chemtrails in our skies the other day. I get really, really angry when I see them trying to poison masses of people, including my daughter and myself and other people out there. The TSA claim 
that it is, um, okay, I already read that, uh, as a result of its newly introduced policies that are tantamount to sexual molestation, the TSA has a public relations nightmare on its hands, with multiple prominent traveler, travel and pilot associations leading the backlash against invasive pat-down measures as well as dangerous radiation body scanners. Two more bodies came out today to join forces with the growing resistance against airport oppression. The Association of Flight Attendants and the U.S. Airline Pilots Association now becoming part of the boycott against the naked body scanners. Man, praise God, because there needs to be resistance on a massive scale against this unbelievably egregious tyranny. This is the worst thing I have, this is the most intrusive privacy violating thing I have ever seen any governmental agency try to pull off and they're doing it I mean what what what's worse than this that they've ever tried to do what is worse than this having pornographic pictures of you and your family possibly your children or the groping if you opt out of the other which which is which is tantamount equivalent to sexual molestation if you do it any other place. I don't know any other place you could get away with this. Not yet, at least. Then I give um, several different articles <clears throat> regarding this, and I'm going to get into some more, but one of them is entitled TSA gives rapists and... Uh, oh, okay, that was the one we just read from. TSA forces mother in wheelchair to tears with enhanced pat-down. That was one. I can't read all these. There's just too many. I've read them all individually, but that was a horrific one. Because they're doing this stuff to, to um, elderly people in wheelchairs. I, I can't even, I mean, it, it's, it's incomprehensible. Flight attendants outraged over intrusive pat-downs, that's another one. Meg McLean singled out by the TSA, cuffed to a chair, her tickets ripped up in front of her. That's another article that you can click on from this PDF. And then another one, TSA lies again. No fondling, groping, or squeezing is taking part at airports. That's what they're saying. They're of their father, the devil, and of his lust and of his works, they will do. He was a liar from the beginning. They're of their father, the devil. And he was a liar from the beginning. They're liars. Perverts. Next article, TSA, America's Real Child Pornography Molestation Machine. I like the, I like the title. It was subtle. It was subtle. I, I thought it was really kind of low-key. He, he was kind of beating around the bush, you know. This is by a guy named William L. Anderson. And um, he, makes, he, he makes a point at the beginning, and then he comes back to TSA. So kind of bear with me here, because he makes a great point. Earlier this year, I took on the authorities who put... Tanya Kraft on trial in North Georgia for allegedly molesting three children, including her own daughter. Thanks to Mrs. Kraft's tenacity for truth and a good legal team, the jury acquitted her of all 22 counts after a month-long trial in which the prosecution witnesses clearly committed perjury and one of the prosecutors, Christopher Arndt, openly lied to jurors in closing arguments. The jurors themselves were the ones making... The last statement, not me. In other words, the jurors totally said he was lying, the prosecutor. Some of these prosecutors, you know, they'll just, they don't care as long as they win. They don't care if the person's innocent, as long as they win. 
Mrs. Kraft was one of thousands of America who each year are charged and tried with what supposedly is an epidemic of child abuse molestation. And it is also clear that the charges are often also false, brought by ex-spouses in custody proceedings in order to gain leverage. That's pretty sick. But it does happen. Or by vengeful, vengeful neighbors or others. In the Kraft case, it was both. It was both. This set of judicial travesties came not surprisingly after the passage of the federal legislation. The Child Abuse Prevention and Treatment Act of 1974, also called the Mondale Act, after the law's sponsor, Walter Mondale. Perhaps it is ironic that Mondale, who is a self-proclaimed social justice advocate, is more responsible for wrongful convictions and destruction of individuals and families than any other American in nation in the nation's history, as literally thousands of people have gone to prison, even though it is clear the charges against them were false, and fed by the hysteria of, that Mondale helped to create. Now, not to say a lot of people aren't getting molested, Okay, like foster homes and those types of environments, and, and I'm not saying that that's not happening, but it seems as though they're protected, and the people that are innocent are the ones that, and it's just like this TSA thing. When wickedness abounds, people that are in the right, people that are trying to be righteous, okay, they're the ones that are going to be attacked. Whereas the perverts, the pedophiles, the evil seducers who are waxing worse and worse, they're the ones that are going to be protected. This is the way the world's becoming, where everything's upside down. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put sweet for bitter and bitter for sweet, and light for darkness and darkness for light. So this is the way the world's coming, uh, becoming. <clears throat> Authorities believe that there are abusers and molesters lurking behind every tree and that they're operating everywhere. On my blog, I have written about a number of cases in which authorities at government schools and elsewhere, along with an army of child protective workers, CPS, who are one of the most wicked organizations on the planet, again, one more unbelievably wicked governmental organization, with an army of child protective workers employed by government, have interrogated children until they, quote, disclosed abuse, even when it was obvious that no abuse had occurred. In other words, they were, it'd be like waterboarding somebody. You know, trying to force a confession out of them. They they get them in a room for 12 hours, shine a bright light on them, whatever, deprive them of food and water, and and intimidate them in every way imaginable until they supposedly crack. Schools especially are hot to push children to, quote, disclose what authorities call bad touches. Even if that touch might be a pat on the back. And he says, I'm not kidding about the pat on the back. Moreover, authorities are hot to prosecute individuals for possession of child pornography, and even parents who innocently took pictures of of their young children in the bathtub have been prosecuted as, quote, child pornographers. Even to glance at a picture of a new child in America today is a crime and can land an unsuspecting person in prison. One would think that federal and state authorities then would be highly interested to know that each day individuals wearing costumes engaged in both child pornography and bad touches, and do it in full view of others. Where does this happen? At U.S. airports, which features the infamous backscatter imaging machine, along with the full pat-downs for people who decline to be subjected to the virtual strip search. See how he brought you back to this? He, He cites this hypocrisy that's going on with the judicial and CPS system, and then he comes back to, you know, but it's okay if they do it here, on a much larger scale. 
in full view of everyone. While the government has released the fuzzy photos of actual people who have been scammed by these machines, in reality, the pictures are crystal clear. Furthermore, the people wearing TSA costumes each day examine both full and frontal rear pictures of nude bodies of adults and children, even though it is against the law for anyone to even look at a picture of a nude child on a computer screen, something that has landed many people in prison for long terms. But it's okay if they do it. Because it's all in the name of national security. And then he goes on to say, I'm not joking. Moreover, people who decline to be photographed are then subjected to the pat-down searches in which TSA employees rub their hands on their genitals, breasts of women on the outside of their clothing. What one needs to understand is that if one does that to another person in another setting, one can go to prison for sexual assault. In fact, one does not even need to touch any of these areas to be charged with child molestation. But again, they get away with it every day. Let me give you an example. In Catoosa County, where Tanya Kraft's trial took place, uh, Catoosa County, Georgia, James Combs, a substitute teacher, is charged with child molestation because he patted some children on the back during class? I have read the police reports in this case, along with other documents, and can tell the readers confidently that Mr. Combs did not molest anyone, but in the aftermath of the Kraft debacle, the Tanya Kraft lady that we talked about, the Catoosa County authorities are desperate to get back their credibility and hope a jury will convict Mr. Combs. That is so sickening. It's like that scum prosecutor that they just, they just talked about lying in his final statements, just so he could win the case. Or he doesn't lose face or whatever his sick, twisted motivation is. Nowhere in the police reports has there been a credible description of Mr. Combs doing what TSA workers do every day at airports. In other words, these workers have a free pass to do what would land anyone else into prison. But there's more. Readers might object to my contentions claiming they are just doing their jobs. That, of course, is nonsense. But it is worse than nonsense. It is dangerous nonsense. Why do I say that? We already know that certain jobs will involve self-selection of people with certain traits and viewpoints. In my own profession, academics... Academic economics, now he's talking first person here, academic economics, the field of labor economics often attracts activist women on the left because of discrimination issues in the area of race, sex, and the workplace. Furthermore, because leftist women so dominate the field, most males in economics doctoral programs avoid the labor field altogether as federal hiring laws make it difficult for them to gain academic jobs when women apply for the same position. Given the realities of occupational self-selection, one almost can be sure that the prospect of looking at photographs of new children and engaging in the act of feeling up adults and children will attract sexual perverts to TSA employment offices. Does that mean that everyone at TSA is a sex pervert? Obviously not. However, because the jobs really do involve being able to examine what clearly are pornographic images and placing of one's hands on the genitals and breasts of adults and children, there is no doubt that the job description alone is going to attract sexually perverted people. After all, TSA employment permits workers to do something under the color of law that would land another person in prison elsewhere. All great points... And great points you need to think about before you even consider flying. Because just think of what you're giving up if you fly. It doesn't matter. You go for the the groping technique or you go for the, the... Either way, it's a bad way to go. 
Furthermore, because they are protected by law, TSA workers are able to push the bounds of decency beyond limits than ordinary people can imagine. For example, Lou Rockwell recently published this post on his blog. He said, quote, a great man had to go through his first invasive pat-down at the airport the other day. Since his knee replacements bar him from the naked x-ray machine, and he goes on to say, this is the kindest, most well-mannered man I know. After four very hard jabs at his genitals, he asked the federal agent, how can you live with yourself feeling up men all day long? And then the, the TSA goon sneered, I love my job. You got I mean, you got to be some kind of sick, twisted, demented pervert to love doing that. Yeah, that's what he said. Lest someone think I'm being unfair if James Combs or anyone else charged with child molestation in the line of work had made such a statement, I love my job, prosecutors would use that statement against him in court as they would claim that it was self-admission of guilt. Don't kid yourselves, the prospects of getting one's sexual jollies on the job is so great that I can guarantee that can guarantee you that TSA employment is attracting real sex perverts, people who can both love their job while engaging in sexual assault all day long. A lot of people today are in prison for doing much less than what these people do every day of the year. More great points. Next article, TSA rejects airport molestation complaints. The TSA has reacted to the burgeoning backlash against airport oppression with a glib response that does nothing to address the multiple complaints put forward by some of the most prominent travel and pilot associations in the world. As the New York Times reports today, no less than four major travel organizations have strongly criticized criticized the TSA in recent weeks over increasingly stifling airport security measures that do little to assure safety, yet are causing many people to refuse travel in the United, in the United States. The cost, costing the industry millions of dollars per year. In recent weeks, representatives from the International Air Transport Association, the U.S. Travel Association, the Allied Pilots Association, and British Airways have criticized the TSA, saying it adds intrusive and time-consuming layers of security at airport checkpoints without effectively addressing legitimate security concerns, states the report. The U.S. Travelers Association is warning that erroneous and absurd security measures, which are only getting worse with the TSA's recent move to institute outright groping of passengers that would be considered sexual assault in any other context, are discouraging people from air travel. Giovanni Bisgnani Chief Executive Officer, Chief Executive of the International Air Transport Association, said that the notion of passengers as guilty until proven innocent was wrong. Uh, he said, quote, it's not acceptable to treat passengers as terrorists until they prove themselves innocent. That's how you're treated. I mean, think about it. When you walk into an airport now, you're presumed a terrorist until you prove yourself innocent by submitting to any and all Measures that they impose on you, and you're paying for this. You're paying for them to grope and fondle your family. Daughters, sons, wives. You're paying for this. I mean, your plane tickets are what keep the airport open. If there were nobody flying, then the TSA wouldn't have any reason to exist is the point I'm trying to make. 
Okay, or you're paying for them to take a naked image of you and store it in a database and expose you to ionizing radiation that is going to cause cancer and rip apart your DNA, which is another thing that they're trying to accomplish and, and get, get all kind of um, uh, stored data on you, on your body type and on all these other things that they can, they can use. So they're accomplishing, I mean, they're killing multiple birds with one stone with this. They're defiling you. They're um, invading your privacy. They're killing you. They're ripping apart your DNA. They're, um, you know, you could go on and on and on of all the things that, that Satan is accomplishing through these things. It's my prayer that every one of these devil machines absolutely be fried and malfunction and that they're not even able to operate because God could do that. If everybody was praying against these machines that they would not even be able to function and operate and that their computer systems just be destroyed, that's God's doing. It's not mine. I didn't sabotage anything. But if God so chooses to answer that prayer, praise the Lord Jesus Christ because this is pure evil. We, we need to start thinking in those terms regarding prayer, I believe. We need to pray against evil. We need to resist evil. Okay? Resist this type of evil. Okay? That's not... A lot of times people don't think of prayer in that, in that particular way. I mean, well, is it better for the machines just to keep operating and keep storing naked images and keep... Uh, um, taking pornographic images of little children and, and, and women and men and, and keep exposing them to this cancer-causing radiation? Is that a better thing? Or would it be better if God dealt with this in a way that all men would see and fear and declare the work of God? Because I believe those days are coming. But we have to have the faith in God to believe that that can happen as well. I'm, I'm saying this as much to myself as I am anyone else. So it doesn't mean I think hey, I'm going to sit up here on my high horse. I'm all high and lofty, better than everyone else. I'm, I'm saying this as much to myself as I'm saying it to anyone else. Um, so let's go further here. <clears throat> okay, going further, this goes on to say, as we reported yesterday, the largest independent union of... Now again, this is linked up with many other articles that you can click to explore further on the PDF. The largest independent union of airline pilots in the world is also urging its members to boycott body imaging machines currently being rolled out in airports all over the globe, citing dangers of excessive exposure to harmful levels of radiation during the screening process. The announcement by the Allied Pilots Association came after an Express Jet Airlines Inc. pilot, Michael Roberts, was detained and suspended for refusing to be scanned. Last month, British Airways chairman Martin Broughton called for the UK to stop mimicking completely redundant security measures instituted by TSA, calling for them to be immediately scrapped. Longer waits and security queries are causing many to scale back air travel altogether. I haven't flown in years. I mean, and it wasn't near this bad last time I flew, but I knew pretty much last time I got off a plane, I said, this is it. I'm, this is getting way too big brotherish for me. And that was years ago. I can't imagine this. I mean, I'm just, I just won't do it. Period. Uh, that doesn't mean I think I'm better than anyone else. I'm just saying I personally won't do it. I won't subject myself to this, particularly now with, with what we've got going on here. 
<clears throat> it's evil. Let's go further. Uh, longer waits and security queries are causing many to scale back air travel altogether. The Times cites the example of Cornell professor Dieter Ast, who refuses to submit to naked body scanners. He says, I'm not taking as many trips, and my European friends are avoiding the U.S. because of the hassle. But it's not just longer waiting times and enhanced groping measures that are causing the outrage. Countless examples of abuse and degradation, particularly involving the elderly and physically disabled women and children, involving TSA thugs, have prompted many potential tourists to refuse the travel to the United States. As a result of a seemingly deliberate policy to humiliate and demean weaker members of society, which is really what this is all about. I mean, you feel so vulnerable going through these checkpoints anyway. You know, take off your shoes, take off your belt. You got people behind you, people in front of you. All your stuff goes in a bin. And I mean, they're scanning. I mean, this is what I can remember. Now it's way worse, obviously. But you feel so vulnerable, and they want you to feel vulnerable. They want you to feel like cattle, herded, and you're paying for this. And now it's even ten times worse, like I said, with all these other garbage that they're doing. But they want you to submit, and they want you to get used to this level of tyranny. Because if you'll accept this level of tyranny, they'll, they'll, they won't have any problem implementing the next level of tyranny, which will be even worse. It's all incremental. Satan will never be satisfied. With the only thing he'll ever be satisfied regarding you personally is you being dead. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's his goal. So this is just the beginning. We 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 submit to this willingly. I mean, Lord Lord knows what's next. Let's go further. U.S. airport security, uh, not just TSA agents, but also Homeland Security goons have attracted an odious reputation globally as something akin to the East German Stasi who controlled border security in pre-perestroika Berlin. The TSA has responded to the controversy by offering nothing more than a terse email statement which glibly states TSA is a counterterrorism agency whose mission is to ensure the safety of, tra- of the traveling public. Right. To that end, TSA deploys the latest technologies and implements Comprehensive procedures that protect passengers while facilitating travel. Lies from the pit of stinking hell. We've Hopefully we've already proven that. But we're going to even look at more. It looks like it's going to take a raft of lawsuits and compensation claims to scale back TSA tyranny. And, that, and that's the course taken by the Electronic Privacy Information Center in its bid to prove that naked body scanners are dangerous and completely illegal. Until the TSA realizes that its that its job is to provide rational and sensible security screening to protect the American people in the vast majority. Well, they're never going to realize that because that's never the reason they were created, though. You know, um, it, to protect uh, innocent travelers from the infinitesimal percentage of bad guys that try to board airplanes and not treat every single person as a terrorist, but in many cases lower than animal than an animal in the levels of abuse metered out. The backlash against airport molestation will continue to build and it will end up costing the U.S. government billions in lost tourism revenue as well as lawsuits against the TSA thugs. Good. I, I, I hope they, I hope people bow up on this in every way, shape, and form to resist this tyranny. 
Next article is uh, Pilots Association urges airline pilots to opt out of TSA naked body scanners. Now these are these are pilots agencies, the flight attendant agencies. There's a lot of agencies that are getting on board with this, and it's a very good trend I'm seeing here. And yet another significant blow to TSA's naked body scanners, the president of the Allied Pilots Association issued a letter urging all pilots to opt out of the naked body scanners known as advanced imaging technology. Backscanner AIT devices now being deployed produce ionizing radiation which could be harmful to your health, wrote pilots, the Allied Pilots Association President David Bates. He then went on to add, quote, we are exposed to radiation every day on the job. For example... A typical Atlantic crossing during a solar flare can expose a pilot to a radiation equivalent to 100 chest x-rays per hour. Did you know that? When you fly during the daytime, if you're, if you're, particularly if there's a solar flare going, it is the equivalent to 100 chest x-rays in one hour. And you don't have a lead vest on like you would in a doctor's office when you get an x-ray. You don't have a lead bodysuit. You're getting it. Why? Because you're way up in the sky, in, in, the, in the atmosphere that God put there to protect us from this ionizing radiation is not there. Because you're way up in the sky. That's why as far as um, being exposed to radiation, flying, it's much, much, much safer to fly at night. Okay, I, I don't think I've ever said that, but it, yes, that's the truth. And they're, they're admitting this. A hundred chest x-rays per hour? Oh my, that's, that is a ton of radiation. Um, Requiring pilots to go through the AIT, naked body scanner, means additional radiation exposure. He goes on to say, I share our pilots' concerns about this additional radiation exposure and plan to recommend that our pilots refrain from going through the AIT. We already experience significantly higher radiation exposure than most other occupations, and there is mounting evidence of the higher-than-average cancer rates as a consequence. He goes on to call airplane pilots to be exempted from the security screening. Now, air air travelers are now getting the same radiation as far as from the naked body scanners, and if they fly during the day, obviously, they're not going to typically fly like the average pilot would, but... Going further, it says air travelers subjecting themselves to the TSA naked body scanners are exposed to the same radiation as pilots who are scanned by those machines. Of course, um, of course, clearly the whole point of subjecting pilots to these demeaning pat-downs is to remind them that they all live in a police state. It has nothing whatsoever to do with actual security. Have you ever heard of a pilot hijacking a passenger airliner in the U.S.? And of course, that's the whole point of subjecting air travelers to the naked body scanners too. All the sheep will have to be reminded from time to time that they have that they are under the control of government agents. Hence the you're under arrest position of the arms that travelers are told to assume when passing through the naked body scanners. I mean think about that too. You're put in this position, you're made a spectacle for all the world to see. You're in this thing this open thing, and, and you're there, all the t- attention is focused on you. They're taking a negative, a, 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 um, a pornographic image of you, full body, with your hands held up over your head, like, I surrender. Like, you're guilty, I surrender. You know, the cops say, hold your, okay, hands above the head. Everything about this is, you're guilty, and that I surrender. 
and not only that, they're 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 taking this image of you at the same time, and of your if you with your family, your family that will be stored in a database, and who knows what they're going to do with that? I mean, it's pretty it's pretty bad. It's a pretty bad thing to have on somebody. I mean, you know, if somebody had put it this way, if somebody had naked pictures of you in the workplace, do you think they could use that against you in some way, shape, or form, possibly? You know. In a, in a negative way, if they were trying to frame you, you or blackmail you, I'm not. You know, I, I wouldn't put anything past them. Is the point I'm trying to make at this point? They're evil. This body position with both hands held over your head gets the public used to assuming the I surrender position when confronted with authority figures. It's really more of a training program to get the public indoctrinated for yet more police state tactics down the road. Well put. Fortunately, more and more people are now opting out of the naked body scanners. Sure, they get felt up by the TSA agents who grope their crotches, breasts, and buttocks, but at least they don't get subjected to yet another dose of ionizing radiation that can contribute to skin cancer. Well, I I don't agree with that either. I don't agree with that last statement. Like, the lesser of two evils. Because that's what you're picking. You're picking the... Yes, obviously, if I had, you know, if I had... I don't even want to say if I had no choice, because... I have a choice. But I mean, obviously, yeah, I think it'd be better, I guess, to do the other. But, you know, having some pervert sexually molest you or your daughter? Uh, you know, either way, it's a bad deal. Real bad. And if some pervert's feeling you up, or, 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 or the average person up, what kind of demonic exchange might be taking place as well? I mean, on a spiritual level, what's happening? I don't really know. I don't really know, but I know it's not good. You know, I can't see into the spirit world. I haven't had my third eye opened up yet. I'm working on that. No, just kidding. Confusing. But, I mean, seriously, on a spiritual level, what might be happening? Who knows? But none of it's good. That's for sure. Uh, Then he goes on to say, but don't you find it fascinating that, by the way, that the U.S. government tells everybody to avoid tanning salons because they claim UV radiation promote skin cancer. And this is different, though. UV is different from ionizing. Yet, when it comes to airport security, they want to subject you to a far more harmful wavelength of radiation for your safety. X-rays are more harmful than ultraviolet life. Privacy group Big Brother Watch has backed the APA's advice to pilots, with Director Alex Dean noting, quote, scanners are dangerous. There is a reason that the nurse stands behind a screen when you get an X-ray at a hospital. Radiation is potentially harmful, even in small doses, and the regularity with which frequent flyers are exposed to potentially causing radiation. I guess radiation is all okay as long as it serves the police state interests of the federal government. And that's the end of that particular article. Let's go further. TSA security officers flunk physics. This is from uh, today. November 14th, since publishing my story about TSA's naked body scanners and the opt-out procedure, we've we've received a steady stream of reports from people who are traveling, all of whom are now choosing to opt out of the scanners. The reports coming in demonstrate how the amazing ignorance among TSA security screeners about how the naked body scanners actually work. Well, I mean, if you've got TSA people out there that are illegal aliens and they're training them for, for... flight or whatever, and you've got TSA workers that are pedophiles and, and you know, their, their background checks are a joke. Why would that surprise us? You'd almost expect it. One report from a very credible source, a famous health author, 
whom I know quite well, and this is Mike Adams reporting from um, the Health Ranger, he says, reveals that TSA officers told her the naked body scanners don't even emit x-rays. <laughs> this is how ignorant these people are. He goes on to say, it's a myth. There's no x-rays. Then he goes on to say, there are no x-rays from those machines. Really? How do they work then? Are they magic? Does, does the TSA offer, officer cast a magic spell of x-ray vision on the air travel passengers, like some sort of dun, Dungeons and Dragons adventure? Or maybe the TSA officers simply buy those x-ray vision glasses advertised on the back of comic books during like the 60s and 70s and use those to gawk at passengers. That's the TSA's own employees don't even know these machines emit radiation is a real whopper. But of course, that only makes sense. They've probably been told this by the TSA because no person in their right mind would actually work eight hours a day standing next to a machine that emits radiation every few seconds. I mean, like I said, you've got to be a real special kind of individual that would want to do that, grope people, look at, look at uh, naked images, grope elderly little children, not have a problem looking at all these naked images, and absorb all the radiation. I cannot imagine a more horrific environment to work in. Even dentists and chiropractors who use low-dose radiation to take images of your bones still flee the room or hide behind a heavy metal shield before zapping you. Hey, I don't know. I'm a chiropractor. And I had a lot of extra training in x-ray. I did uh, the, the college I went to, they had what they call a green coat program, and I was part of that. And it was like for the people that really wanted to do a lot of extra on the x-ray end. And I know a lot about x-rays and... Um, uh, we get a lot of training in x-rays, chiropractors, much more than the average MD. And yeah, you, you're, you're always standing behind uh, the shield when you take the x-ray. I mean, the, the, the machines are set up in such a way where you have to be behind the shields in order to take the x-ray. And so it's, it is very important because uh, x-rays, you know, they put out a dose and the dose is cumulative. Meaning it builds up in the tissues of the body. Those x-rays literally are penetrating you, particularly the kind, you know, that um, go all the way through you, like a, you know, an x-ray of the chest or of the bones and these types of things. They go all the way through your body. And, and the radiation in and of itself causes free radical production. And free radicals are one of the things that causes aging and um, cancer and uh, they, they set off this chain reaction. The x-rays do. Now, what quenches free radicals are antioxidants. Okay, that's what quenches free radical production in the body. I've also heard that taking in bentonite clay internally, which is actually an intestinal cleanse, I've heard that that can actually absorb radiation from the body as well. I'm not 100% sure how it works, but I know bentonite clay is very good stuff. Really good stuff to take internally. It's also something that's incredible for food poisoning, as is activated charcoal, which you can get at most health food stores um, and even a lot of drug stores. That's what they pump your stomach with if you OD on drugs, activated charcoal. And they're both, they both work in a similar manner, but um, those are two good things to have on hand, particularly if you're traveling to a foreign country. Take activated charcoal or bentonite clay uh, or these clays. There's not just... There's different types of clays out there. But if you take that, uh, if you feel like you've been food poisoned or getting food poisoned, you take 
a good amount of charcoal or bentonite clay, and it'll typically knock out the food poisoning symptoms pretty quickly. You just can't let the food poisoning get into your system too long, because the longer you wait, the sicker you're going to get, and the less the clay will actually work. Because once it starts getting into the bloodstream, it's, it's going to run its course, and then you need to take choline, the B vitamin, to get it out of the liver. Um, but yeah, very, very, you sh- everybody should have that on hand. And you can even use bentonite clay if you were, if like, you knew you, you were going to eat a really, really bad meal. Let's say your fast food or something like that. You can take that and it will bind up a lot of the, the toxins in the food. And it's not obviously something you want to get dependent on, but if you have it with you, it's something that you can use to bind up a lot of the toxins and, um, not absorb a lot of the bad stuff that you would otherwise absorb. Also, a very good bowel cleanse, as I said, and cleanses, well, cleanses toxins and heavy metals out of the body. But anyway, I just want to throw that in there, um, because that can be very important, that little tip I just said. Uh, let's see here. Another TSA officer, uh, told another contact of mine that the naked body scanner machines are incapable of storing images. This, of course, is very different from even the official TSA line, which now claims the ability of the machines to store images have been turned off. The ability's been turned off. See, at first they just said they couldn't store them. Now they're saying the ability, oh, so we're going to trust them. We're going to trust Satan. Oh, okay, Satan, I know you would never lie to me. And it's, it's crazy. All such machines are delivered by the manufacturer with image store, storage features built right in, as we previously reported. I give you the link there. You can click on if you want to read the whole article. Officials much, natu- much naturally defend compulsory passenger x-rays as harmless, but they are si- signing no guarantees because ionizing radiation in the x-ray spectrum damages and mutates both chromosomal DNA and structural proteins in human cells. If this damage is not repaired, it can lead to cancer. And again, antioxidants are a very good way to repair this type of damage. Free radicals in this system, if left unchecked, like I said, causes cancer and aging and a lot of other problems. And they get into that here. Um, New research shows that even very low doses of X-ray radiation can delay or prevent cellular repair of damaged DNA, raising questions about the safety of routine medical X-rays. Unborn babies can become grotesquely disfigured if their mothers are irritated or radiated during pregnancy. What about pregnant women going through these things? Now, I understand they'll say, well, the, the radiation only you know, goes a few, whatever, centimeters into the skin. Yeah, well, I don't really buy that. I really don't. A certain amount of that radiation is going to go right through the person. A certain amount. Granted, x-rays by themselves would probably penetrate further. It's a different... Uh, but this is a full body, 360 degree thing. And I can't imagine what this would actually be doing to fertility and doing to unborn babies. Uh, here's another. Heavily x-rayed persons of childbearing age can sustain chromosomal damage and endanger offspring. Well, what? This is one of the main goals. Not only do they want to kill us, which they're doing with us, but they're going to cause infertility. I mean, a woman's ovaries are where she stores her eggs. Okay. And a man's testicles are where he stores, you know, the seed. Well, those aren't that far away from the surface of the skin. Now, obviously, a man's testicles are a lot closer. They're right there. Well, you're, you're, when you 
when you um, expose them to this type of radiation, you are going to be damaging to a certain extent, particularly a male, uh, his reproductive system, big time. The woman's ovaries are going to be a little more protected because they're deeper in the body, but still, you're, you're going to cause chromosomal damages. You're going to have deformed kids. From the, you're going to have a lot of bad stuff. People aren't wearing radiation shields. See, when if, if a pregnant woman were to get x-rayed in a lab, okay, they would have a full lead shield if they would even do the x-ray. A lot of times they won't even do it on a pregnant woman. But if she had to have it, let's say life or death, they would shield her baby fully with a, with a lead x-ray shield over the baby and, and over her ovaries. And even if she's of childbearing age, you still use a lead x-ray shield. Because the lead will, will, will stop the, um, the x-rays. They're not, they're not shielding anybody for these procedures. You're getting a full body ionizing dose from head to toe. See, normal, in normal x-rays, one of the ways you limit radiation exposure, and I know because I'm, you know, I really did a lot of extra stuff with x-rays, chiropractors do in general, but one of the ways you limit that is let's say you have somebody that come in and they, have, they need their shoulder x-ray. Okay, well let's use an 8x10 film, okay, and we're going to take an image of the shoulder and the acromioclavicular joint, okay, which is essentially the shoulder. It's where the, uh, the clavicle and the acromion process of the scapula come around and they, and they, they articulate, okay. We'll, we'll use an 8x10, maybe a 10x12 to get a good shot at the acromioclavicular joint, okay. Why don't I use a 14x12 or some big film, 14x17? Because I'm trying to limit the radiation exposure, in part, I mean, there's other reasons you could you want to use a smaller film, but we want to use the smallest film possible to look at the area that we want to see. Why? A big reason is we're trying to limit radiation exposure. Another reason is you will get a crisper view the smaller the field. Okay, uh, but this is a full body dose, 360 full body dose. The implications of this, the long-term implications, I, I just believe are unbelievably horrific. Skin cancer alone, even if it, even if it just caused an epidemic of skin cancer, alone, it's going to cause an epidemic of testicular cancer. It's got to. Any surface structure of the skins or anything that's within one to two centimeters of the skin is going to be have a much higher risk increase of cancer. And again, that's providing the information they're telling us about and only going in a short distance to the skin is even accurate. I don't even buy that. I don't don't believe anything they're saying. I really don't. So I have no idea what this is going to do. But again, they're trying to sterilize the population because the the first commandment of the Georgia Guidestones is to reduce world population to 500 million. The first commandment of the Ten Commandments of the New Agers. The Georgia Guidestone states it clearly. 500 million. Which is a approximately a approaching a 95% reduction in world population. Well, take out the fertility rate. It's a great way to, to start that process. And this is a way they can accomplish that as well. Do you see how many birds they're killing with this particular stone? So, radiation is cumulative, and each successive dose builds upon a cellular mutation caused by the last. So you have, you have this radiation which causes a cell mutation, and then, you, and then let's say you fly again and you hit it again. causes a further. Eventually you're going to get cancer, or some other horrific problem. Some other 
uh, advanced uh, accelerated aging process or cancerous process and you're paying for this it could take years for radiation damage to manifest pathology you know what I don't think it's going to take years for this stuff to start kicking in a leading U.S. expert on biological effects of, of radiation is Dr. Dr. John Goffman, Professor Emeritus of Molecular and Cellular Biology, University of California, Berkeley. Dr. Goffman's exhaustive research led him to conclude that there is no safe level of ionizing radiation. Just like there's no safe lower limit for mercury, and yet they put it in the vaccines and inject it straight into your bloodstream, as though that's safe. But you can't even, I mean, if you, if you even um, crack a thermometer with, with mercury and hold it in your hand, you're supposed to, like, call poison control. But it's okay if they inject it straight into the bloodstream of little babies and children who have a lot lower body mass. Well, why would we got to preserve the vaccine? And it's a preservative called thermarazole that's, you know, mostly mercury. Because that's the only thing we dunce, dunce heads could figure out to preserve the vaccine, is mercury. And it's so safe, we put it in teeth so it can leach out slowly over time and kill you and destroy the dendrites and the neurons in your brain and cause cancer. Just one of the many ways they're trying to kill you. Just one of the many. His studies indicate that radiation from medical diagnostics and treatment is a causal factor in 50% of America's cancers. Wow. Let me read that again. His studies, this guy from Berkeley, who's done exhaustive research in this particular area, says, indicate that radiation from medical diagnostics and treatment is a causal factor in 50% of America's cancers and 60% of our ischemic blood flow blockage Heart disease. I did not know that second part. I didn't even know the first part that it was 50%. That there's a causal cofactor. 60% of ischemic blood flow blockages? What are the number one and two killers in America? Heart disease and cancer. This ionizing radiation has a part in 50% of America's cancers and 60% of blood flow heart disease cases. Wow, yet one more way they're trying to kill us. He stresses that frequency with which the Americans are medically x-rayed makes for a significant radiological impact. Dr. Goffman's research reveals a a dose-response relationship between medical x-rays and fatal heart disease. Wow. Now, just so you know, I haven't taken an x-ray in years of of anybody. I'm not doing this. And the more I read about x-rays, the more I realize that they're not good. I mean, as far as, you know, they're, they're bad, as far as the ultimate effects that you can get from them. Uh, do I think there's diagnostic use for them? Absolutely. But I know they've got technology where they could eliminate this. MRI technology alone, you know, magnetic re- reson- resonance imaging, uh, where it's just using a magnet to actually image, the, but they're not using radiation. Why would they want to use radiation? Because they're trying to kill us all off. And they want to use the most costly, invasive, destructive tests in order to kill as many of us as possible. While all at the same time they're saying, we're helping you. This causes heart disease. Atherosclerotic placking of the arteries from the free radical production. 
that that the 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 oxidative damage that the X-rays are causing internally. I didn't even know that. And here, I mean, I've been in this field for 16 years. Dr. Goffman's research reveals a, do- a dose-responsive relationship between medical x-rays and fatal heart disease, the number one killer of Americans. He found that x-radiation is a powerful atherogen, causing, meaning, I believe it causes arteriosclerosis, plaque in the arteries, causing mutations in smooth muscle, muscle tissues of the coronary arteries. These radiation-damaged cells are unable to process lipoproteins, which lipo means fat, fat proteins correctly, resulting in atherosclerotic plaques and mini tumors in the arteries. Radiation used to treat breast cancer can badly damage the heart. Now, I've said this before, let me tell you my protocol for arteriosclerosis, which is what killed my dad. Okay? And he wasn't doing this. And I had given him this product, and he, you know, just, he never took it. Gave it to him twice, never took it. EDTA, if you want to do the easiest route, EDTA oral chelation. You go up to the internet, go to HerbsPro or HerbsMD.com. I'm giving you, what I'm giving you could literally save your life. Now, I'm not saying the Lord, I'm not, I'll give the Lord Jesus Christ the credit for showing me this. But it could literally save your life. Um, EDTA, oral chelation, I think probably the for the money, one of the best ones is Arizona Naturals makes one. It's not that expensive. Uh, pretty cheap stuff. Take four or five capsules per day. Open them up under the tongue. It's the best way to do it. If you want to, if you want to get the most bang for your buck, the highest absorption. Because if you take it just internally, you're only going to absorb 10 to 15 percent. You put it under the tongue. You absorb it sublingually. You're going to get a lot more out of it. The other alternative is you go in and you pay 150 bucks a treatment. For internal chelation, IV chelation, and you got to sit there with a cath needle in you for like an hour and a half, two hours, and pay about 150 bucks a pop, and you're going to need 30 to 50 treatments depending on how bad you're plaqued up. People that go on all these heart meds and do this and do that, and they're on all this stuff and they can't keep their, their, their blood pressure down, a big reason is because they're so plaqued up. Think of it this way. If you're plaqued up, you ever heard of hardening of the arteries? Okay. If you had, let's say you started out with a rubber hose. Think of that like your artery. Okay. A big rubber hose. And you're pumping water through it. Well, as you're pumping water through it, let's say that that the water has a lot of calcium in it. And over time, that calcium starts to build up on the sides of the hose. And the hose diameter internally becomes narrowed. And the calcium is inflexible. Whereas before, if water was flowing through a rubber hose and, and, and there was more water flowing through, the hose could expand to accommodate the increased water flow. But if the hose starts to narrow and becomes calcified, the hose can't expand anymore because it's becoming hardened. It'd be like pumping the same amount of water from a through a rubber hose as you as opposed to pumping it through a lead pipe. The rubber hose will be able to accommodate more water because it can expand. A lead pipe, the pressure will go up. That's why these people have high blood pressure because they're so plaqued up. Probably because their liver is congested as well because the liver receives blood through the portal artery, and the portal artery 
is uh, goes up into the bottom of the liver, and if the liver's all gummed up like an oil filter in your car, it, the the blood can't get through it, so the body has to create higher blood pressure to get the blood through the congested liver. So you want to cleanse your liver, you want to cleanse your colon. And you can go to a health food store and say, give me your best liver cleanse and your best colon cleanse, okay? And you can go up online or you can go up to Herbs Pro or Herbs MD. You can the EDTA, Arizona Naturals, four or five capsules under the tongue opened up. I mean, this is what I do. I'm not telling you what to do. That's my disclaimer. If it was me... It's what I would do. I'm not saying you... I'm treating anything. I can't do that. Only the guys with the white coats can do that. With the magic prescription pads and the white coats. They have MDs behind their name. Okay. But if it were me, that's what I'd do. And you also get on a product they have up there called Natokinase by Naturally Vitamins. Or there's other brands, but I think for the money, it's probably about the best one. You take that. uh, You can take... If you're really bad, you can take four twice a day. Empty stomach. Let that get into the bloodstream. That also helps to actually digest plaque off the arteries. The EDTA helps to do that as well. It doesn't digest it, but it, it's a it's chelation. The word chelate means claw, and it actually helps pull it right off the arteries. Another product that's really good for that is MSM. You can find that up there as well, MSM. It's another good product to add in with that protocol if you're really wanting to be aggressive about deplacking the arteries. Now, you're not actually feeding the heart muscle with that protocol. The product I use primarily to feed the heart muscle to the, the health of the heart itself is Cardio Plus by Standard Process, and that's a professional line. But there's other things out there in health food stores that you can get. Hawthorne, berries, very good for the heart. So, I'm just telling you, this is, this is what I would do if I was you. Okay, if that, all, if that was a problem. And arteriosclerosis you know, is the main thing regarding heart disease that ends up killing people. The, the arteries narrow so much that they can't... My dad was 100% plaque in two arteries and 98 in the other. I have no idea how the guy was even functioning, how he could possibly be walking around. He was working on ladders up to the last week of his life. The Lord just had mercy on him, I guess. And the things that he needed the most that I had given him, he wasn't taking. You know? But... I believe he got saved. I believe there's clear confirmation he ended up getting saved. And evidently that was God's plan. So, you know. But anyway, I just want to throw that in. Very important. That's absolutely life-saving information I just gave you for free. Okay? Freely of you receive, freely give. I just try to give it all away. Here, take it. I don't want to hoard it. To whom much is given, much is required. I'm not saying I'm the be-all, end-all example of that, but God showed me a lot of stuff, and I've seen a lot of stuff work. And it's simple. It doesn't have to be this way, where people are dropping dead of cancer and heart disease like crazy. But everybody's so brainwashed, and everybody's putting so much garbage in their body, and they're doing nothing to detoxify, that it's no wonder. I mean, if you put 42 octane in your car constantly, eventually some really bad stuff's going to happen. And that's what 99% of the population's doing. All the time. Every day. All I have to do is go through the checkout thing at a grocery store to know that. (laughs) So, anyway, let's go further. Um, 
then it goes on to say, a highly credentialed nuclear physicist states, quote, the fact that X-ray doses are so seldom measured reflects the false assumption that doses do not matter, but they do matter enormously. And each bit of additional dose matters because an X-ray photon may be one which sets in motion a high-speed, high-energy electron, which causes, and electrons like a subatomic particle, um, you know, electrons, protons, neutrons, okay, anyway, which causes a carcinogenic or atherogenic smooth muscle mutation. Such mutations rarely disappear. In other words, such mutations generally build on one another, and the, and the situation gets worse over and over time. Unless you take a protocol like I just mentioned. And you should also be taking antioxidants as well. And again, you can find those up on Herbs Pro or whatever. I would stick with the ones that are food-based. Whenever you can get a vitamin or something, stick one that's either food or herbal based. Don't get the synthetic garbage vitamins. That is what is sold in 99% of basically anywhere you go. Um, So, anyway. um, Such mutations rarely disappear. The higher their accumulated number of population, the higher will be the population's mortality rates from radiation-induced cancer and ischemic heart disease. A report in the British Medical Journal Lancet noted that after breast mammograms, oh, this is, you know, everybody's got to get their mammogram, were introduced, after breast mammograms were introduced in 1983, the incidence of ductal carcinoma, which is 12% of breast cancer, increased by 328%, of which 200% was due to the use of the mammography itself. Breast mammography causes cancer. It's well known. Every time you get a mammography, your risk of cancer goes up, I believe it's 2 to 3% every, every time you get one. Why? Because they're using radiation to irradiate your breast. But how will I know? Well, you know, if the, in this case, you know, the supposed prevention or the or the supposed test is worse than you know it, it's something that you're doing that's actually causing the very thing you're supposedly trying to prevent you'd be much better off preventing something like that through diet and exercise and detoxification um prevention is the key okay and, and self exams i'm not against those okay but this mammography thing is is an absolute scam from the pit of hell as well you know via the you know american cancer society they're there to make sure cancer is never cured just like any of these other organizations i don't care who they are jerry's kids march of dimes this susan coleman for the cure who's a major contributor to planned parenthood it's all devil lies from the pit of hell every one of these organizations all they're trying to do is enrich themselves and make sure you stay dumbed down and you die from the very diseases they supposedly are trying to cure. Why is it they never find a cure for any of this stuff? I remember watching Jerry's Kids when I was a little kid. Oh, any day, we're going to get a cure. Just send in more money. Never ends. It's a, the biggest scam con job going. The medical industry in general. I don't have anything against emergency medicine. Save a life, that type of thing. But you cannot drug your body into good health. It's impossible. And I understand there are times surgeries are necessary. Okay? But for the most part, like for heart disease, for instance, 
They don't address any of the issues I just talked about. Just let yourself get totally placked up. Take drugs to mask the symptoms, to artificially lower the blood pressure. Let your liver get really, really gummed up from all the meds and all the other garbage you're putting in your body. Until you really do become a surgical candidate, because you're so placked up, now you need our stints. And we're gonna, we're gonna, or we'll, we'll do angioplasty, where they squish the, the, the fat to the side of the arteries. Oh, that's really fixing everything. What about all the other arteries that are equally as placked up all throughout the body? Now let's lance your carotid arteries, and we'll and we'll we'll get the, we'll scrape the carotid arteries in the neck. What about all the other hundreds of arter, hundreds of miles of arteries in your body? And there are hundreds of miles. What about them? They're placked up. Well, we'll ignore those. We're just going to treat the symptom. We don't want to correct the cause because the cause is what's keeping us in business. It's called reoccurring revenue. And the pharmaceutical companies, which own the hospitals, and they have for the last hundred years essentially and train the medical doctors that are in there, this is how they all make their money. And the love of money is the root of all evil. So, let's go further here. Uh, A Lawrence Berkeley National Lab study has demonstrated that breast tissue is extremely susceptible to radiation-induced cancer, confirming warnings by numerous experts that mammograms can initiate the very cancers that they later identify. How convenient. Dr. Gorman believes that medical radiation is a cofactor in 75% of breast cancer cases. (laughs) Medical radiation is a cofactor in 75% of breast cancer cases. Unbelievable but all true. So why would girls and women want their breast tissues irritated every time they take a commercial flight? It's another thing. Your breasts are right on the surface. You, you do these full body scanners, man. You take your mammographies. You get x-rays at a doctor. Oh, my word. I mean, it's just a matter of time. Unless you're really doing a lot of other stuff on the side to make sure that doesn't happen. Cancer is the number two cause of death in the U.S. behind heart disease. The more marathon walks and cookie-eating contests we sponsor to fund the war on cancer, the more cancer we get. America isn't winning the war on cancer after all, the Wall Street Journal recently reported. Even they were honest enough to report that. The National Cancer Institute admits that America's cancer rates in almost every category are rising steadily. Well, look at all the stuff I've reported on in the last five years or however long I've been on air. How could it not be rising? And there's no national revolt on a grand enough scale to stop it. There's too much apathy to stop it. Now, I'm not saying a group of praying, born-again, Bible-believing Christians couldn't make a gigantic inroad into this. But I'm just saying, for the most part, we're being destroyed for lack of knowledge. Airline pilots and cabin crews suffer a significant incidence of leukemia, skin, and breast cancer due to chromosomal damage from ionizing cosmic radiation, because they're up in the air during the day, encountered during years of flying at high altitudes. Okay, last article. Um, and I'm going to kind of skip through some of this um, because it's it's an account. Okay, I'm going to give you the, the, the high points here because we're, we're kind of running out of time on this part too. It's entitled TSA Encounter at San Diego International Airport. Now, there's a whole series of videos. This guy got this whole thing on his camera phone. Okay, and I'm just going to give you like the, the, the rundown because I read the whole thing and um, it's all documented. It's just happened. This is from a guy named Johnny Hedge. It took 
Uh, he put this out today, November 14th, 2010. These events took place roughly between 5.30 and 6 a.m. November 13th, it was yesterday, Terminal 2 of the San Diego International Airport. I'm writing this approximately two and a half hours after the events transpired, and they are correct to the best of my recollection. I will admit to being particularly fuzzy on the exact order of events when dealing with the agents after getting my ticket refunded. However, all of the events described did occur. I had my phone recording audio and video of these events. It can be, can be viewed below, and I give you the link you can click on, and you can view the series of videos. Please spread the story far and wide as possible. I will make no claims to copyright or otherwise. Because he's just wanting to get the truth out. You know, God bless him. So, in a nutshell, this guy was flying out of San Diego Airport. And he knew that, I guess his dad had bought the ticket for him. And he knew there was a, there was a good chance that he was going to get stopped because he was going to opt out. Uh, he did opt out. And essentially, and again, I'm... I'm putting this in a nutshell, and then I'm going to read the last part, because it's, it's what's really mind-blowing. Because the first part's predictable, but the last part, I had no idea what happened. And he opts out, and he says, you know, if you touch my genitals, I'm going to, I'm going to um, have you arrested for sexual molestation or something like that, something to that effect. And um, then... Um, what ended up happening is they had to call over all the, the goons and and uh, they escorted him, you know, away and he just refused to be groped. I'm, I'm just looking at him and then he he said if you if you touch my genitals I'll be arrested uh, to the TSA agent. He said I was taken he was taken back a bit and informed me that he would have to involve his superior because of my comment. We both stood there for no more than probably two minutes before a female TSA agent arrived. And um, that she then, this supervisor just said that he, he'd have to be patted down because he he, um, he didn't want to be scanned. And then he said, no, I'm not. He says, I'm not going to be subject to molestation as a condition of me getting on my flight. Well, good for him. Praise the Lord. The supervisor informed me that it was standard administrative security check and that they were authorized to do it. I repeat, I felt that what they were doing re- repeatedly told them that what they were doing was a sexual assault, and that if they were they were anyone but the government, the act would be illegal. Good point, excellent point. Um, I believe that was when I was then informed that if I did not submit to the inspection, I would have to be that I would not be getting on the flight. I was again stated that the thought of being searched was illegal. I told her I would not be willing to submit to a walkthrough metal I would be willing to submit to a walkthrough metal detector, as was what was going on in eighty percent of the rest of the people were doing. But I would not be groped. The supervisor then offered to go get her supervisor, then she got her supervisor. So they set him in this metal chair. A few minutes later, Another guy comes, and he was the main guy there. David Silva, transportation, TSA security manager, San Diego International Airport. Uh, At that point, more TSA agents arrived. Local police officer arrived. They went back and forth. And then the guy finally said, well, escort him from the airport. In other words, you need to be just, you need to get out of here. And the guy said, I offered to submit to the metal detector. My father-in-law, who was nearby, also tried to plead for some reasonableness on TSA's part. The female supervisor took my idea at this point and began asking some, for some sort of report of which he cooperated. 
Uh, then they go further, and then he made his way back to the American's airline counter. Explained the situation, asked if my ticket could be refunded. The woman behind the counter typed furiously, away for 30 seconds before letting me know she would need to get a supervisor. Uh, long story short, she finally did refund his money, but she wasn't happy about it. Now, here's what I'm going to start reading you. At this point, I thought it was all over. Okay, he thought, okay, it's over. I began to make my way to the stairs to the exit of the airport when I was approached by another man in slacks and a sport coat. He was accompanied by the officer that had escorted me to the ticketing area and Mr. Silva. He informed me that I could not leave the airport. He said that once I start the screening in the secured area, I could not leave until it was completed. You talk about big brother, draconian garbage. Then it goes on to say, having left the area, he stated, I would be subject to a civil suit and a $10,000 fine. You devils. I mean, this is just so out of control. And then he goes on to say, I, I asked him if he was going to find the six TSA agents and the local police officer who escorted me from the secure area. Well, because they were they were in the screening area, so you got to find them too, right? He says, after all, I did exactly what I was told. He said that they didn't know the rules and that they, he would deal with them later. They would not be subject to civil penalties. I then pointed to Mr. Silva and asked if he would be subject to the penalties, because he was in the area I was in. And then he goes on to say, he's the agent supervisor, and he directed them to escort me out. The man informed me that Mr. Silver was new, and he would not be subject to penalties either. Oh, give me a break. This is such garbage. He again asserted the necessity that I return to the screening area. When I asked why, he explained that I may have an incendiary device, meaning a bomb, and whether or not that was true needed to be determined. I told him that I would submit to a walk-through metal detector, but that was it. I would not be groped. He told me that their procedures are on their website, and therefore I was fully informed before I entered the airport. I had impi- and that I had implicitly agreed to whatever screening they deemed appropriate. I told him that San Diego was not listed on the TSA's website as an airport using the ATI, the uh, AIT technology the backscatter radiation. It wasn't even listed on the TSA's website. So he got there, and he got a really rude awakening when he got to the gate, and because re- he probably would have never even went there had he known that. But TSA's website wasn't up to date. <clears throat> and then he said, I believe that I would only be subject to the metal detector when I came here. He replied that he was not a webmaster, and I asked then why he was referring me to the TSA's website if he didn't even know anything about it. I again refused to re-enter the screening area. The man asked me to stay put while he walked off to confer with the officer, Mr. Silva. I mean, I think I think what they should have done is just they should have gut shot the guy, right? Or, or thirty days in the electric chair, something something that would match the crime he's committed, right? I mean, the the the, the punishment here to me, I, it just it doesn't match, right? I mean, he he needed to be really, you know. Death probably would have been. You know, we're coming to those days. I hate to say, I'm being sarcastic here. But it's so unbelievable. And this guy paid for this. He paid to have to go through all this garbage and hassle. It's like, okay, here, I'm going to pay you all this money. And I give up all my rights to anything about me. You could take pornographic pictures of me, of my children, of my wife. You can feel me up and down. You could do whatever you want to me. Where on, the, where on planet Earth has this ever 
I mean, at least in modern times, has this ever happened? But it's okay, evidently. As long as it's for the security of the nation. He might have an incendiary device on him, evidently. So, then it goes on to say, they were about... They went about 20 feet away, and they began talking amongst themselves while I waited. I couldn't overhear anything, but I got the impression that the police officer was recounting his version of events that had transpired in the screening area. My initial refusal to be patted down. After a few minutes, I asked loudly across the distance if I was free to leave. The man dismissively held up a finger and said, hold on. I waited another minute or so. He returned and asked for my name. I asked why he needed it, and he reminded and reminded him that the female agent had already taken a report, a full report on me, and and had his ID. I mean, you know, she had it, at least at the time. I'm assuming she gave it back. He said that he was trying to be friendly and help me out. Oh, yeah, you're really doing me a lot of favors, Mr. Big Brother. Um, jackbooted Nazi. And then it goes on to say, I asked to what end. He reminded me that I could be sued civilly and face a $10,000 fine and that my cooperation could help mitigate the penalties I was facing. Now, Lord Jesus Christ, rebuke every one of these devils. I replied that he was already had my information, that report, and that was taken, and I was asked if I was free to leave. I reminded him that he was now illegally detaining me, and that I would not be subject to screening as a condition of leaving the airport. He told me that he was only trying to help. I should note that his demeanor never suggested he was trying to help in any way, shape, or form. I was clearly being interrogated, and that no one was, and then he goes on to say, no, no one was forcing me to stay. Yeah, it sure sounds like they were forcing him to stay to me. And then he said, and then he said, I asked if I tried to leave, if he would have the officer arrest me. He again said that no one was forcing me to stay. I looked him in the eye and said, then I'm leaving. He replied, well then, we'll bring a civil suit against you. This devil had the audacity to say, I'm going to bring a civil suit against you. To which I said, you bring that suit. And I walked out of the airport. That was the, that was the end of it. I mean, it doesn't get a whole lot worse than that. And the last article is very brief. DSH Chief, Department of Homeland Security Chief, tells pilot tourism reps... Um, that the scans and the pat downs will continue no matter how much backlash. Uh, <clears throat> in a hastily called emergency meeting at the White House today, this was on November 12th, the story came out. DHS Director Janet Napolitano told representatives that the most powerful pilots union, union, as well as the travel and tourism lobbies, that despite huge backlash of concerns about airport security, um, TSA's use of invasive body scanners and humiliating pat-downs, including the groping of passengers' breasts and genitals, will continue. The frustrated executives were anything but satisfied with her statements. So I just want to let, let everyone know that you know they're, they have no intention of stopping any of this. So, again, I, I would say, you know, whatever the Lord's convicting you to do in prayer. And um, obviously, I, I, I'm sure, you know, we, we don't want to compare this with, you know, martyr suffering in other parts of the earth and, and these types of things. Uh, but I think we should be aware of this as well because it is a egregious uh, encroachment on what little liberties remain in this country. And um, we just want to bring it to the light of day. We want to bring the, the devices of Satan to the light of day. So that's all we have for today. I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and this time you've given us, Lord. 
We praise you for your goodness and your mercy, Lord. I do pray that you'd intervene in these matters that we've brought up today, that the, your truth would come out, Lord God, that you'd forgive us for any and all sins we've committed in any way, shape, or form, that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be pleasing and acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Lord, that you would bless the widows and the orphans and the poor and those that cannot defend themselves, Lord God, in this world, the babies and unborn babies and the children and, and all those that are that are um, innocent and meek and weak, Lord God. And, and I just pray for them and those that who aren't saved, Lord, that you would save their souls. For it's your will that not one would perish, but that all would come to repentance and that you'd intervene in their lives, God, that you would use this ministry and others like it mightily for your glory and the body of Christ mightily for your glory. We claim Psalm 64, Lord God, regarding this wickedness that we have talked about today, Lord God. Not that their souls would go to hell, but that they would be dealt with the wickedness and the devils and demons and evil entities and fallen angels that are actually behind this would be dealt with and exposed for the liars that they are. Hear my voice, O God, in my prayer. Preserve my life from the fear of the enemy. Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked, from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity, who wet their tongue like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, even bitter words, that they may shoot in secret at the perfect. Suddenly do they shoot at him and fear not. They encourage themselves in an evil matter. They commune of laying of snares privily. They say, who shall see them? They search out iniquities. They accomplish a diligent search. Both the inward thought of every one of them and the heart is deep. But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly shall they be wounded, so they shall make their own tongues to fall upon themselves. All that see them shall flee away, and all men shall fear and shall declare the work of God, but they shall wisely consider of his doing. And the righteous shall be glad in the Lord and trust in him, and all the upright in heart shall glory. We ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.